in the know for Wednesday, January 27th, the 27th day of 2021. There are 338 days left in the year. Good morning, MB Guiding through in the know at K105 on Lakeshield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast on Facebook. Watch on YouTube Live, on Periscope, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we're going to update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the commonwealth, and the country. We'll start in Washington, work our way back home. Going to have a couple of guests today from the Owensboro Health Twin Lakes Medical Center. That's a new one to say for me, so we're going to welcome them, talk about COVID-19 vaccinations. And we might play a round of you pick trivia if everyone's good. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the No. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire, is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's me. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. Welcome back. Thank you. Valentine's Day is uh, off in the distance a little bit, and you'll remember last year that Nico, Nico, the company that makes the uh, the sweethearts candies, oh, okay, the messages. You remember they were offline last year, so even because they had a disruption in their factory because they sold, so there were no sweetheart candies. In 2020, and then the pandemic came along, and it really turned things uh, sideways. But they're back in 2021, and some, in addition to the Be Mine and the Hug Me and the Cutie Pie ones, there are some new ones this year that are the names of songs like At Last and Sugar Sugar and Love Me Tender, and so an additional reason to kind of stop and look and see what songs you might learn from the Sweetheart Candies. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Okay, I guess i got to return that bag of Sweetheart Candies that I purchased for you so we could have so much fun. You seem very underwhelmed with that. She's the pride of Pumpkin Center, the heiress to the great mini burger fortune. She's Vera Wang's arch nemesis and the professional Barking Hunter's woman of the year. She's Misty. Embry. Thomas. Hey. How's Misty? I'm doing really well. Uh, happy anniversary. Thank you. Uh, happy, happy uh, mother's birthday. No, how do I say that? You have a child celebrating a birthday? Oh, yes, yes. Well, I mean, so you gave birth on this day. I did. On your anniversary. I did, yes. What, 22 years ago? 22 years ago, But yeah. you're celebrating yeah. the silver wedding anniversary? Silver, yes, 25 years Two today. to the five. Two to the five. Huh. Who would have thought? Quarter of a century. Certainly Only 75 more years and you'll hit 100. I know, that's what we I keep rolling for. Thank you. See, you look yeah. at me showcasing math. Right. At a high level, uh, well, mm-hmm. congratulations Thank and uh, happy anniversary to you and uh, happy birthday to uh, Mallory, mm-hmm. yeah. the 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 middle child. Yeah. And uh, do you have big plans for today that you can share? Uh, we always give this day back to her, so okay. we're gonna go down and have lunch with her today. And she before. happily accepts it. Yeah, we were gonna do dinner, but now because of the impending weather, I'm sure you're about to talk about. I'm gonna rearrange and make for sure that I get lunch in with her before I have to get home. And uh, also, maybe in honor of her birthday or of uh, your anniversary, President Biden is uh, back on the issue of getting Harriet Tubman on the twenty dollar bill. Okay. All right. He many people don't know he has a soft spot for Harriet Tubman because mm-hmm. they went to high school together. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's what he, uh, that's what she I was, was a senior when he was a freshman. <laughs> 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 that's what the yearbook said. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, he also said about Andrew Jackson being on the twenty. He said that he was the worst of the Jacksons. That Tito was the best singer. 
And so he wants Andrew Jackson gone. You know, this, and this is the hard thing for Republicans because we love Tito too. So now that we're agreeing with Joe Biden over the Tito issue, we don't know what to do with our hands. Like, oh no, we all agree. Joe Biden is putting um, a woman on the $20 bill. Yeah. Uh, not to be outdone, Bill Clinton putting $20 bills on women. So I just, he, you got to stay part of the, part of the. Senate news. structure matters. <laughs> Snow on the way. Snow on the way this afternoon. Dangling uh, Slick roads developing around maybe three, four o'clock this afternoon, and will remain a risk through tomorrow morning. We're going to start off quiet. You know, it's a pretty. It's almost got a weird kind of calm to it this morning yeah. that you know it's on the way. Yeah. But it's like things are still. It's like okay, it's building, and then we'll get some slush on the roads, and then snow-covered roads are likely by sunset or so. And that will, uh, we may get an inch, but we could, depending upon how it shifts, we might get an inch and a half to two inches. But in this area, you know, our partners at Wave 3 are saying in our area, somewhere between one and three inches. And there's a 100% chance of that and a high of 36, 60% chance of snow for the evening tonight, low of 23. Tomorrow, slick morning commute and a high of 32 for tomorrow. And I'm understanding that maybe into the weekend, snow to start Saturday night changing to rain as I head into Sunday morning. So maybe we'll I'll keep I'll be okay if you just compress the winter into this one week. I think you bring us bring us a little snow and then if it wants to get a little cold and then just like next week, sunny and seventy two. I'll We're be fine flying north for our anniversary this weekend. When I say fly, I mean driving. Yeah. Uh, but flying uh, low. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so I he's like it's it's twelve degrees in Kokomo. I then where are we headed there? Yeah, let's uh, go the other direction. Yeah, and maybe but, might, but it was Friday evening. There were geese that flew over our house. We both looked at one another pond. and said, yeah. where, where are the geese going? Like, what do they know that we geese. don't know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey. They were loud. Yeah. All, all loud. but five Senate Republicans voted in favor of an effort to dismiss President Trump's historic second impeachment trial yesterday making it clear that a conviction of the former president for incitement of insurrection after the siege on the Capitol January 6th is unlikely. While the Republicans did not succeed in ending the trial before it began, the test vote made it clear that President Trump still has sway over the party. And, um, you know, Rand Paul, he's getting a lot of attention today for his impassioned speech about just a waste of time, a waste, waste of time and of energy for a man who isn't in office any longer. And I go back. It's the, 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 I think the, I don't know if he learned his lesson, but President Trump, on his after that day, uh, and he was slow. It took him a day to sort of say, "Oh, yeah, that was a that was a problem, wasn't it?" But after that, he was pretty reserved by presidential standards. When you get your Twitter taken away from you, it tends to do that. But he, you know, got on Air Force One, flew to Mar-a-Lago. He's things have been relatively quiet. There was a peaceful transition of power. So why can't we move on? Uh, the Biden administration is not really being held up on their appointments at the moment. So don't we have don't we have bigger fish to fry than this impeachment trial? And I think we do as a nation, especially when you say that well, we might be able to squeeze another. 16% of vaccine into the pipeline. You know, it's like, well, wait, so you start with 100 million in 100 days, and you say, well, we can up that by 16%. And like Dr. Fauci and other people are sitting over there going, 
Uh, I'm going to need you to name that in a song in 17 notes. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. oh, no, I can, I'm going to do it in 18. Can we just get a significant increase? I mean, we have been in pandemic for almost a year now. Now there's a new strain, and the vaccine's not showing any efficacy towards. There's more things they should probably turn their attention to. 2000, speaking of, 2,714 new coronavirus cases in Kentucky over the previous 24 hours. Bring us to 350,000, 35 new deaths, 3,495 total deaths in the Commonwealth during the pandemic. The COVID variant, which has been circulating in the UK and other countries for a few weeks, has been detected in two Kentucky residents. And Dr. Stack is going to talk more about this uh, today. He says, uh, he being the governor, says the U.K. variant does spread more aggressively, but he'll take us through all the implications of having this strain here. The rolling positivity rate continued to fall at uh, to 9.63% hospitalizations up slightly, I think, by uh, 27 patients. There you go. 27th of January, uh, you got your uh, your anniversaries on the 27th. So there, there you go. Uh, governor Bashir says that, Acquiring the vaccine is the largest obstacle here in the Commonwealth at the present time. He says that Kentucky is working to become the fastest state to vaccinate school staff against COVID-19 so schools can safely reopen for in-person classes. But wider distribution is being hampered by the supply. He says that 88% of the first doses sent to the state program have been used. He said this last week, we administered the most doses we ever have, including second doses at 93,499 and vaccinated the most people we have uh, ever have with initial doses at 82,511. The problem is supply, supply, supply. He said we can vaccinate 250,000 Kentuckians per week. And uh, we're still building up our capabilities. We're going to also learn about some of the partners around the state where you and how you can go about getting on the list for an appointment when it becomes available if you're in the tiers uh, 1B and C or if you're in 1A and you've been missed for some reason. I think we'll hear about that in the briefing today. So, but, you know, 250,000 Kentuckians a week, it'll take about two months you know, to take care of everyone. And so I, you know, well, based upon however many that we've already done. So in a couple of months, two and a half, three months, you know, we theoretically, if we had the vaccine, we could take care of most Kentuckians in that time. The Grayson County Health Department has released a coronavirus update. Director Josh Embry said yesterday, the 13 new cases of the virus have been confirmed since the last update on Monday. That brings us to 1,686 total, 145 new cases over the last nine days, 128 active cases, according to a story at K105.com. The Greater Hardin County Narcotics Task Force has arrested two Litchfield residents, one with a recent history of drug arrests on drug trafficking and other charges. On Monday morning after an investigation, the task force, along with the Grayson County Sheriff's Office and LPD, executed a search warrant on Evilly Road. The citation, um, arrest citation says that law enforcement located a large amount of methamphetamine, drug paraphernalia, and a child was also at the home. They arrested 21-year-old James Lucas, 22-year-old Cassie Ferris, charged each with trafficking in a controlled substance, as well as uh, multiple other charges. Both were lodged in the Grayson County Detention Center. Uh, didn't get to it yesterday, but thought it was worthy of bringing up today about the McLean County man. That's the latest Kentuckian to be uh, arrested and charged in the, we're going to call it a riot. 
like I don't know, like I don't know what word actually applies on the Capitol back on January uh, the sixth. The breach. It the protest escalated quickly, is all we know. <laughs> the protests spun out Who? of control. The <laughs> attack, the insurrection, the whatever, whatever adjective you decide to use for what they were doing that day is uh, 22-year-old Jordan Revlet of Island. Island is in, in uh, McLean County. He's been accused of unlawful entry on restricted grounds and violent entry or disorderly conduct on capital grounds. He was arrested in Owensboro after the FBI received a tip containing videos and Snapchat screenshots from an account belonging to suspect. So did you say an age? Two to the two. 22. So that makes sense. So he was... Social media, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if you do it, you got to right. brag about it. You can't just do it and say, hey, look at me, I helped. You just, you got to be able to say, look at me, 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 me. Faced with a weakening of his executive powers, Kentucky's Democratic governor has offered an outline for potential compromises in a letter to top Republican legislative leaders. Governor Bashir sent a letter to House Speaker Osborne and Senate President Stivers last week, soon after the governor vetoed a series of GOP-backed bills that would limit his executive authority, including in times of emergency. He doesn't have much leverage unless he can get you know public support because he's so outnumbered in both legislative bodies. And so Republican lawmakers are likely to override when they get back to Frankfurt next week. He says, if the General Assembly is determined, even in the midst of a deadly pandemic and in spite of our comparatively successful response on passing legislation, then I recommend we discuss narrowly tailoring that legislation to address concerns that you raise. Uh, So he's basically saying, okay, you got me. All right, you've got the votes. I know you do. I've vetoed your bill. Now you're going to override. But before you do that, now can I meet you at the negotiating table? Well, so you're you're being brought to the negotiating table by force. And so what this is is that I, I understand if I'm in his position and I have the unenviable task of helping navigate a state through this, I don't know how many people I want with their spoons in the stew, spur, you know, so I get it. But also the will of the people in sending their legislative representatives to Frankfurt, when it goes beyond 30 days or 90 days, it's your it's incumbent upon, you're the only person who can call a special session and bring the legislative stakeholders to Frankfurt to help you on this issue. You, it's not as if you brought them to Frankfurt and then said, you all didn't help, I'm not going to do that again. You just didn't do it. You you wouldn't do it, and you went and isolated yourself over here. Now, we can grade you differently. We can grade you on your job that you did, and I think in ways that he's done very well. I think ways he's done, he's, he's done not so well. But you can't just put yourself in an ivory tower and say emergency powers, emergency powers, emergency powers, infinity times two. You can't do that. So now he's saying, well, all right, I understand you all want to be consulted, and we should work together. But then if you want to look at it from his perspective, how often do you see compromise and working together in our legislative bodies at any level? But how many times has our legislative body been faced with a pandemic? 
you know, they're dealing with things that they have. 1918? Right. They have the opportunity on every other thing to sit, negotiate, talk about it. It wasn't an emergency. People literally are dying financially, physically, emotionally. We've got to do something. Wouldn't you want – I would not want to be making the decisions – without being able to say, hey, these people behind me are the ones who are telling me to do it this way. Yeah. To be clear, this is this is the equivalent. Okay, I'll, I'll use a battlefield analogy. This is you've got two generals, two factions. You've got big army on one side, small army on the other. But for whatever reason, they can't figure out, well, why is this small army staying in the game? But then they attack and they say, okay, we got you. And then the general for that army comes across the battlefield waving the white flag. Like, no, wait a minute. Now I want to surrender and talk about a peace treaty. Mm-hmm. Well, you you needed to do a peace treaty before, you know, it just yeah. doesn't work. Uh, Zach Bratcher and uh, Caden Woodcock have committed to play football at Campbellsville University. Awesome. So congratulations to those young men. In Cougar sports, after a day of will they play or won't they play, the Lady Cougars had their game against Ohio County dropped, so then they picked up a game against Muhlenberg County, but they played it in Owensboro, and are you still following along with all this? I can't keep up. (laughs) Rachel Snyder had 20 points. Annie Kuyper added a career-high 14 in the win as the Lady Cougars defeated the Lady Mustangs 64-43. to The Lady Cougars have now won five straight, five and four on the season, and the Cats lose, and hear me as I say it as, Again, like Forrest Gump. So they have been swept by the Alabama Crimson Tide this year. So there you go. You're all caught up. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Going to talk COVID-19 vaccines with a couple of members of the team at Owensboro Health Twin Lakes Medical Center. That's coming right up. You're on In the Know. Are you or a family member... Today is punch the clock day. With my fist? (laughs) Or your forehead or whatever you'd like to do. It is National Geographic Day today, which reminds me, uh, Alea's National Geographic, her new geographic magazine is uh, on the counter at home. Oh, good. Oh, no. Bead, your camera's frozen. At least you're very expressive. I usually am. (laughs) And it's library shelfie day today. So you take a picture of all your... Books on your library shelf. Oh, can't wait to uh, do that. But if you got a Kindle, I guess you just share a screenshot of the <laughs> list of books you have. And then it's also Thomas Crapper Day today to celebrate mm-hmm. the anniversary mm-hmm. of the invention of something we would prefer not to live without. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, we want to say good morning to uh, Brittany Clemens. Brittany is from the uh, Owensboro Health Twin Lakes Medical Center. Brittany, good morning. That's the first time for me saying that this morning. Uh, I guess it's an adjustment to get ri- uh, to get used to the new name. It is. I, I've answered the phone uh, with our old name several times, so I, I am getting used to it. But the, thank you all for having me this morning. Have they put a swear jar anywhere yet where if you get it wrong, you got to drop a quarter in there or anything like that yet? Not yet, <laughs> but we might have to get to that point. <laughs> so uh, tell us, what define your role. What is your role inside OHTLMC? So I'm the Director of Quality and Patient Safety Um, And since the beginning of the COVID pandemic, um, I have been tasked with kind of overseeing our COVID response here at the hospital, um, which includes the COVID vaccine process as well for us. Um, So I'm dealing with all things patient safety, uh, making sure that we give the best quality care to our patients that we can. 
I know that you, you can use a million different analogies on, you know, figuring this out as we go and building the airplane as we fly it and all these other things. But how and we we, we think about frontline healthcare workers and and the things that uh, your industry is going through. What's it been like uh, for people on your side of the equation uh, to deal with the pandemic, but then also, you know, n- new possibilities and excitement over a new partnership with Owensboro Health. Uh, ha- how trying of a year has it been for you and your colleagues? It's been a bit of a roller coaster for us. Um, at the beginning, um, of course, we dealt with our within our own um, facility, getting our staff used to the idea of working during a pandemic um, and how to take care of patients that are COVID positive. Um, so we were able to overcome that and ensure that everybody had what they needed and were comfortable. Um, and it seems like every time we think we have things under control, something else happens. So then we um, tried to adjust with the vaccines, making sure we get those out to as many people as we can. Um, and now with the transition, um, there are a lot of new um, changes coming. And um, I think they're all positive changes, but it's just been a busy year for us over here at Twin Lake. So how many vaccines? I know today uh, your your mission today is to create as much awareness and education about the COVID-19 vaccination as possible. To date, how many uh, vaccinations has uh, uh, Owensboro Health Twin Lakes administered? We have administered 603 vaccine doses total. Um, 420 of them were first doses, um, and 182 have been second doses. We have additional second doses scheduled over the next week and a half um, to get the remaining second doses out to those people. Um, Unfortunately, once we give those doses out, we're not going to have enough to go further. So we are requesting more from the state, um, and I know the state's doing the best job that they can trying to to find enough vaccines to get out to everyone so that we can move through the different vaccine tiers. Governor Bashir said this morning, actually he said yesterday, but in a story we just talked about a few minutes ago, he says that vaccine supply is the number one challenge uh, facing the state. You all are obviously downstream of that. So what you're saying is if you just had more vaccine, you could do more good. Absolutely. We had a call yesterday um, with someone from the state Um, And they had asked us about our barriers getting vaccine out to the community. And really, at this point, our only barrier is having enough doses of the vaccine to go around. Um, So they're aware of that, that that's the challenge. They can't get enough doses either. Um, So we understand that. And we're just trying to be as patient as we can um, and really try to to go to bat for our community to get everything that we can. Of the 600, uh, I think, three or 600 and some change that you mentioned, uh, does that did that cover an entire uh, tier within your organization, or is that one A? Or like how how do how do you, how do we understand how far along in the tiers you all have been able to move so far? So here at Owensboro Health Twin Lakes, we have been working with the Grayson County Health Department. We've partnered together um, between the two of us. We have been able to offer the vaccine to everyone in Tier One A that wanted it. Um, those are the healthcare workers, um, as well as some of the first responders. So we've been able to offer it to that group. Um, and we're now working on Tier 1B, um, again, partnering with the Grayson County Health Department. We were able to go out and vaccinate the school system 
I know there are a few stragglers that we weren't able to get when we went that are going to be vaccinated in the coming week. Um, but we've, we've gotten to the school system, and now the goal is to get it out to the community for those age 70 and older. Um, we've been able to get some of those folks, but we haven't been able to get everybody yet. So do, would I be correct in saying then we're we're in the latter phases of Tier 1B? Is that accurate to say? Yes, we are in 1B, and we're right smack in the middle of it. We still have several community members that are over 70 that we need to get to. Now, um, and we realize that. So we're just trying to get as many doses as we can. Sure. My guess is, uh, of course, you know, in our industry, we're patiently uh, waiting and optimistically looking forward to Tier 1C. But I would imagine Tier 1C is a very populous group of that tier because when you think about essential workers, I mean, there are a lot of people that were deemed essential that at the end of the day is like, well, I mean, they're essential to keeping our economy going, et cetera, and uh, keeping us informed. But tier, tier 1C is going to take a while, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, I actually talked with um, someone from our local health department this morning, um, and we are hoping that sometime in March we can get to tier 1C, but that's really just going to depend on the availability of the vaccine. Um, we can move through the rest of 1B pretty quickly if we get enough doses to do so. Um, and Tier 1C does include essential workers. It includes everybody over 60 years of age, um, as well as people under 60 that have other chronic medical conditions. And that's going to be a pretty significant number of people. The fact that Tier 1A and Tier 1B are smaller demographically, does that bode well for allowing more vaccine supply to come online in the coming weeks and months so that when we get 1A and 1B satisfied, that there won't be a drought of, of vaccine when we're ready to tackle 1C? Or is the fact, are, are we doing it in small doses? Does that play in our favor, I guess is what I'm asking. We hope so. I think at this point we really aren't sure. Um, there hasn't been a lot of communication on dose availability and what to expect once we do get into Tier 1C. So I don't think the state really has a good picture at this point of what they're going to receive when, um, which makes it a little challenging. But the hope is, with the first two tiers being a smaller group of people, that we can get it to those very high-risk individuals first, Um and at least have some protection for them. If I am in 1A and 1B and haven't been vaccinated for whatever reason, what should I what should I do now? How do I get on a list and do I make an appointment? How does that work? So if you're in Tier 1A or Tier 1B um, and you live in the Grayson County area, um, you should call the Grayson County Health Department. Um, their number is 270-259-3141. Um, there is communication about this on the Facebook pages um, of both the hospital and the health department. You can call them. You can be placed on a waiting list, um, and we will get to you as soon as we have doses. They'll take your name and your phone number um, and your information, and we'll get to you as soon as we have doses to give. For the last year, we've been dealing with a lot of information. We've been dealing with some misinformation uh, and waiting. Waiting our way through it is sometimes a challenge. So I would ask you, while you have an opportunity to uh, communicate directly with uh, community stakeholders, is there anything we need to know today that is important? 
Um, I, I do have a couple things. Okay. Um, I do want everyone to know that I, I know there are a bunch of community members that want the vaccine that haven't been able to receive it yet. Um, I want you to know that both the health department and um, us here at Owensboro Health Twin Lakes are requesting vaccine from the state um, on a regular basis, trying to get every dose we can for our community. Um, and we are going to, we are committed to pushing this out as quickly as we can. So once we get it, you can expect to see um, mass vaccine clinics. Um, we're hoping to have some drop-through vaccine clinics. Um, we're working with several different um, groups in the community to make that happen. We're just waiting on the doses. So please watch our Facebook pages um, because there will be information to come out there about how we will roll this out um, once we have the doses to do so. The plan's already there. We literally just need the vaccine. Um, and the second thing is, there. you're right, there is a lot of miscommunication um, out there, um, especially about the COVID vaccines at this point. Um, there are two vaccines out. Um, they both have emergency use authorization from the FDA um, to be given in the adult populations. And I would encourage um, everyone to talk to your healthcare provider, talk to someone at the health department, um, someone here at the hospital for accurate information because I have seen so much misinformation, especially um, on social media platforms. And I really want people to be able to make it an informed decision on whether or not they plan to take this vaccine. Um, so that's really um, an important message. I think we've always known it's important to be careful about who you listen to, but more so now than ever because uh, the stakes are so high. It's make sure you've got good information to, to act upon. Absolutely. Brittany, thank you for everything you all are doing um, as healthcare workers and administrative people who are propping up healthcare workers. Thanks for helping us through this during the pandemic, and we look forward to you stopping back by again uh, very soon. Well, thank you all so much. We're happy to do it. Thank you. That's Brittany Clemens. She's with Owensboro Health Twin Lakes Medical Center and some very important COVID-19 vaccination information. Got to get to break. Come back. we got plenty more on the way here from In the Know. Did you know, according to a 2014 study, the mark, the melting properties of mozzarella make it the best cheese for topping pizza? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, just think about it. When when you melt cheddar on stuff. Yeah, it's not. No, I mean, it's good. It's yeah. just not, not ideal. It can for, get crispy. Or watery. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. The mozzarella, mozzarella yes. is the way to go. Absolutely, that's so, uh, so good. Uh, I did. This made me laugh. Before we are going to play, have you all been good? You all were really good while I was talking with Brittany. I thought so. you all did an excellent job. So I've got a treat for you on the hey. way in just a minute. But before we do that, I did want to. This made me laugh. Uh, Panera Bread has solved the dilemma for drinking iced coffee in the winter, mm -hmm. so they've created a bread bowl. That you can put your cup down in and you stick your hand in the bread bowl to keep it warm. Have you all seen this? I don't know if this is legit or if this is just marketing trick, but it made me laugh. How about we just have 
real coffee. Oh no, I think that's a real. That's a hand warmer that's that looks like a bread bowl. It's not an actual bread bowl. It's but a, not the coffee. A hand warmer that but looks I hope like that's, a bread bowl. That's a koozie they're selling, like McD's did with theirs. <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Y'all been so good today. We're gonna play you pick trivia. Want to keep your mental acuity tip top. We need to keep it 100, as the kids say. Do the kids still say that, or they move on? I think they moved on. To Most one. often, by the time I stumble onto it, they've moved on. So okay, they're on to us. Yeah. Let's come up with a new phrase. We can't keep it 100 anymore. All right. Today's round of you pick trivia is brought to you by the letter G and the number seven. Here it is. <laughs> National Geographic. G. All right. Question number one okay. for you pick trivia. You all ready? Mm-hmm. What is the largest island on Earth? What is the largest island on Earth? Is it A, Greenland, B, Australia, C, Great Britain, or D, Gilligan's? What is the largest mm-hmm. island on Earth? Mm-hmm. Is it Greenland, mm-hmm. Australia, is it Great Britain or is it Gilligan's? What is the largest island on Earth? You all wanted to write down D, didn't you? Oh, yeah, I really oh, did. I wanted to yeah. be Gilligan's. But we also like to win. Yep. Yeah, it's a hard dilemma. It's a real Sophie's choice. Do I want to win or do I want to write down the fun thing? All right. What is the largest island on Earth? Is it Greenland, Australia, Great Britain, or Gilligan's Beach? We'll ask you first. I said Australia. You said Australia. Misty, what did you say? I said Greenland. You said Greenland. If you said Greenland, you are correct. Australia is a continent. It's so large that it crosses over from being an island to a continent. Same, uh, Great Britain is, uh, is, uh, Great Britain, I don't think is, uh, either. It's, yeah. No, it's still attached. uh, But Gilligan, yeah, Gilligan is is like strong. Mm -hmm. I like the Gilligan. All right. Um, What animal has a tongue longer than its tail? What animal has a tongue longer than its tail? Is it A, giraffe? B, crocodile, C, chameleon, or D, Gene Simmons. Mm. What animal has a tongue longer than its tail? Is it giraffe, crocodile, chameleon, or Gene Simmons? Listen, D have been the best answers. I feel like hearing Detroit Rock City for some reason. All right, you have your answers locked in? Mm-hmm. All right, what animal has a tongue longer than its tail? Is it a giraffe, crocodile, chameleon, or Gene Simmons? Misty, what did you say? I wrote down anteater before my <laughs> options, okay. but a giraffe. Aardvark. Right? You say giraffe, beach. What did you say? Giraffe. You all are both incorrect. What? It is chameleon. Really? Chameleon has a tongue longer than its tail. We just can't see it because it's blended into whatever it That's, that's yeah. 100% okay. what it is. Right. Um, question number three, our third and final question for you pick trivia for today is uh, who is SpongeBob SquarePants' boss? Hmm. Who is SpongeBob SquarePants' boss? Is it A, Larry the Lobster? Is it B, Mr. Krabs? Is it C, Sandy, 
or D. Montgomery Burns. Smithers, <laughs> Smithers, <laughs> get in here. Who is SpongeBob SquarePants' boss? A. Larry the Lobster. B. Mrs. Krabs. C. Sandy. Or D. Montgomery Burns. You all locked in pretty quick. All right, Beach, who is SpongeBob SquarePants' boss, Larry the Lobster, Mr. Krabs, Sandy, or Montgomery Burns? Mr. Krabs. You says Mr. Krabs. Misty, who do you say? Mr. Krabs. Mr. Krabs is correct. So you all got, what, two out of three? Mm-hmm. All right, so... Um, I, it ain't bad, according to Meatloaf. See average. one out of three. Yeah, 66.6%. <laughs> oh, you got one meatloaf. out of three. Yeah. Well, that's an F. My back that's, hurts from carrying this team. That's 30, 33%. <laughs> and um, something that you might be able to get, Jason, for your anniversary. Oh, well, do Jason, earmuffs. Already. Earmuffs for a minute, Jason. <laughs> earmuffs, because I, I don't want the surprise to be ruined. Uh, you can bid on and buy a prank call from Morgan Freeman. Oh, that's good. So you can exclusive. You can. Yeah. There's a new partnership with Omaz or Omaze, <laughs> and Freeman will video call one lucky fan, who he'll then team up with to prank call their friends and family, and that lucky winner also then gets Morgan Freeman to record the outgoing message on your voicemail for it. you to use for all time. Yeah. Wouldn't that be awesome? It would be great if you call and say, I found Sasquatch, and yeah. I'm going to need right. you to come help me And he does him. have silver hair. Yes. So that would that's work. Perfect, it, would be, right? it would be I don't think Trump's the silver gift I got him, but this no, is a great option. Not. Stop yeah. singing a school song. You know, I'm just trying to drive you to the store. I just, I just all kinds oh, of yeah. good things that I would want him to work into my outgoing message. Mm-hmm. I would definitely want that. Can I get to a break? We'll come back. Finish it up for the morning here on In the Know. Point to ponder for today. I have two of them, but most both must be addressed. First, Dr. Fauci said yesterday that Americans should consider wearing two masks at once to further protect them from the coronavirus. Are we on an episode of Punked now at this point? I mean, is that what it's going to take with this new string? Is that what you're talking no, about? No, no, just this is the guy who in the beginning said, no, nah, nah, mask not necessary. Right. Then a little bit of mask. And now we're up to, what, double mask? So there's got to be, like, Dr. Fauci's got to go home at the end of the day and then just lean over belly laughing like, <laughs> you know what I told them today? Double masks. I wonder, like, though, if he's been walking around going... The mask thing really cleaned up the aesthetics of America. What would two masks do? Like, we really covered up some of the ugly. We haven't been sick with other things right. as much, so I guess. Try but, the sunglasses uh, now. I did hear someone say this morning about, I did hear someone call into Rick and Bubba this morning. There was some discussion, and I missed the context of it, but she basically said this. How are we going to wear a mask on our rear ends because we don't have any ears? <laughs> See, I was so thinking <laughs> to something. To loop them on. In that regard. 
But I was not going to say it. How do you wear a mask on your backside? You don't have any ears to hook it on. That's right. That's a good question. Yeah. Uh, But then my other burning ponderance this morning is, Misty, 25 years ago today, Mm -hmm. at what point did the bedazzling Mm -hmm. go Mm -hmm. to a complete and total new level? Like, was there... Was this wedding eve when you went crazy on the bedazzling? Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. it was on the eve. So by this time, 25 years ago, you were bedazzled and going, I'm about to go rock this. Well, I don't know about that. I didn't. So for people who don't know the backstory, I had the ugliest wedding dress ever known to man because I had picked out a pattern. And when I went to pick out material, my dad had already found material, taken it to the lady, had it made, and I didn't want the sleeves on it. So I ended up with sleeves on a dress I didn't didn't want. All right. Wait, just one question. I've always wondered this now. Is this why your husband rips the sleeves off of every shirt that he has? No, I just like that. Okay. All right. Keep going. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't so, mean to hijack. Yeah. No, I see a sh- shirt with a sleeve on. I'm like, bring Zaxi back. <laughs> and he rips them off. Um, so I went to the Evil Empire and I found glue, fabric glue, and a hot glue gun because I needed backup. Uh-huh. And what? By I, the way, were you in the fabric department? Y- yes. By the I way, was the last the last I was time I was in the Evil Empire, yeah. it was in the fabric department, yeah. but it was the old Evil Empire. Yes. Okay. So Sorry. then I found these lace doily things that I glued on, and then I got these fake pearls, and I glued those on to cover the seams of the dress because the dress was made out of satin, which I hated, and it made the seams bigger. Okay. Okay. So. The sleeves made a V. So I bedazzled the sleeves. Where I knew it went wrong was when he and I were standing holding hands and he was doing this. He had his thumb going circular motions at the top of my hands because we were both so nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and all of a sudden we had popcorn. It was and beads were popping off all over the, the did my people dress. Get, did people get down thinking shots were being fired? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Get down. I know, They're right? shooting. <laughs> they, they did that. Wait, Arnold Schwarzenegger said, was yes. not there. I'm sorry. It's like... <laughs> so when we turned to be pronounced as husband and wife, we realized we have to walk through a puddle of loose beads on the floor. And I'm like, yeah. mm, do we high step it? Do we side step it? Do we fall? Luckily, we just, you know, we knees to chest and got through it really quick. And, yeah, so. And this is who I took to help me pick out my wedding dress. And nailed it. (laughs) Yeah. Didn't we? Didn't we nail hers? Listen. We taught. We've. Uh, there's been a recurring theme in the building this morning yeah. about learning lessons from things that don't go your way. Yes. yes. Misty <laughs> had the experience yes. of bedazzling and figuring it out on the mm-hmm. fly. What better advocate would you need than to help guide you through the wedding dress selection the process? First thing I do is go over and rub my hands over the beads to see if they pop off. <laughs> Are these sewn on? For people saying, why did you do this? Because when I found out I was pregnant, from the time we I was found out I was pregnant. At the time we got married was was like a month. Okay. By the time we decided to get married, it was three weeks. Okay, mm-hmm. and we were poor. Well, there's a big reveal. We were yeah, so we poor. Yeah, I think everybody knows that <laughs> okay. I was yeah um, a heathen. But anyway, <laughs> this was before Jesus. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus has done a masterful work in my life. If you don't know that, this is why I'm such an advocate. <laughs> we were poor, and my and my dad had my dress made, and God loved him. 
he tried. Absolutely. <laughs> and it fit like a glove. <laughs> the OJ glove <laughs> or the... I no? should have been acquitted okay. that day. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't fit. <laughs> Happy anniversary, and thanks yeah. for allowing us to walk down memory lane of the... Uh... This is what I want to say to people. This is why Mark calls me Vera Wang's arch nemesis in mm-hmm. the, the beginning of the show. I've had people ask me, why does he call you? This is why, because of the wedding dress story. Because you showed Vera Wang who the true fashionista this was. This is the thing about that dang dress. When our house burned, we sent all the stuff to be cleaned at a professional dry cleaners, and months, months after... We were in our new home and everything was returned. I get a knock on the door one day, and it was that dang dress that had been sealed up in a box. They had charged us 400 something dollars for it, and Jason's like, it is like a wet cat that won't go away. I'm like, there was money spent on this. Of course, you know, it was a $400. It was a handmade, though. It was so a $6 could, dress. It was, say, it was, uh, but, well, but, it. but really, though, the oh, dress yeah. is priceless because oh, it no, had no, it made. No, no. And, oh, yeah, it's in a whole big... On, on television tonight, uh, the Thomases on their anniversary will be watching The Prices Right at night. Mm, sounds fancy. And on Fox, the masked uh, dancer. Okay. All right. Could be Jason tonight. Today's highlight in history. <laughs> Sorry. There was a major fork in the road right there that I really wanted to take. <laughs> I encourage you. <laughs> no. We've if got, we've not broken it now, it's, it's not I have an appointment broken. that I must get to. Today's highlighted history. Oh, no, it, it wasn't going to break you all. It might have broke the show. Well, I'm uh, just th- saying it th- either. Today's highlighted history, this date in 1756, Mozart was born in Austria. All right. Thomas Edison received a patent for his incandescent lamp, this date in 1880. Uh, we had a flash fire aboard an Apollo spacecraft that killed Gus Grissom, Ed White, and Roger Chaffee this day in 1967. President Reagan and Nancy greeted the 52 former uh, hostages from Iran at the White House this date in 1981. Michael Jackson suffered serious burns this date in 1984 when he was filming that Pepsi commercial. Is that why you all chose this date to get married? Because it was mm-hmm. the anniversary of Michael Jackson? No, because the date I gave him, he goes, that's the Super Bowl. And I said, oh, <laughs> okay, well, well then early. Twenty-four hours. <laughs> uh, and in 2006, Western Union delivered its last telegram. Birthdays today: Mikhail Baryshnikov is 73. Richard Young from the Kentucky Headhunters is 66. Mimi Rogers is 65. Alan Cumming is 56. Patton Oswalt is 52 today. Gone but not forgotten: uh, Lewis Carroll, born in 1832. We have him to thank for Alice in Wonderland. Art Rooney, born this date in 1901. Paul Mitchell was born this date in 1936. I'm a fan. Paul, Paul Mitchell. Let's find some chart toppers. Run out of time with all the uh, bedazzling. Yeah, should have brought a, a picture Down of the way where the nights are gay and okay. the sun I can't believe we don't have on one the at the ready the all the time. Trip on a sailing <laughs> ship. And when I 1957, Jamaica, Harry Belafonte to make a farewell. to say I'm on my way. Won't be back for many a day. My heart is down, my head is turning around. I had to leave a little girl in Kingston Town. That makes me want to go somewhere other than where it's snowing. Yeah, for real. I'm going to listen to Jamaica Farewell while it snows this afternoon. Balance matters out. Let's go to 1966. 
The Beach Boys were number one. That song always struck me as odd. It seemed like they just recorded it in their bedroom one night when they were sitting around because they start laughing in the middle of it. You know, ah, went to a dance. And I was like, what? It's just, what are you saying? It doesn't really pass for a studio uh, song in that day. Let's go to 1975. The Ohio Players were number one with Never seen that album cover before. I, uh, Wowza. I wouldn't recommend doing that. Um, All I heard was Rex My Nerves. I may start using that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that went in no, my pocket. Getting on my nerves. It's different yeah, than you you're getting me. on my last right, nerve. Yeah. Yeah. 1984. The Romantics were number one with Talking in Your Sleep. Sometimes I look back at things in the 80s and I think, did we really look like that? Mm-hmm. Did we make, are th- those are the choices we made? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the 80s had a lot to it. <laughs> a lot of moving parts. 1993, Whitney Houston, number one, I Will Always Love You. No Doubt, Hey Baby in 02. Katy Perry, Firework, 10 years ago today. And Post Malone was number one with Circles one year ago today. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Don't raise your voice. Improve your argument. Don't raise your voice. Improve your argument. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Misty Thomas.